Hello, this is Impact Ed. I'm H.D. Chambers with the Ailey Independent School District. We are joined today by uh, two individuals whose primary purpose in their professional life at this point in time is to help uh, improve the quality of life in the greater Ailey area. And we're going to get into some details about about how that's come about and kind of what we can possibly expect going forward. So uh, we have with us Miss Natalie Hurtado from the International Management District. Uh, she's the director of services there, and I've gotten to know Natalie over the last several years. She's very engaged and involved in the the Aleaf community as well as the international community that 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 we're all a part of in this in this part of town. So um, she'll have some tremendous insight as to the the what's happened, what's happening, and what we hope will continue to happen. We also have Mr. Robert Moser with a uh, with Stantec Architects, and and Robert can introduce himself and tell what he does and what he's good at and why he's even here. But Stantech has been selected uh, to come in and help give some design assistance, for lack of a better word, as we look at making this area um, a more livable area. Not that it's not livable now, but we just want to improve the quality of life in all aspects. So thanks to both of you guys for joining us. Well, thank, thank you for you. having us here. Uh, we Obviously, we're a school district and a school system, but the school districts and school dis- uh, school systems can't hardly function, well, can't, without without this type of conversation being a part of the of the of the entire community you know there's three legs to a community there's the school system there's the community and there's the faith-based and there's no doubt in my mind that what y'all are attempting to do with the imd and through stantec support that the quality of life and the 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 improvement of education opportunities is going to follow as a direct result of the effort so uh, with that i'm going to let natalie just real quickly introduce herself talk about a little bit what you're doing and then, Robert, you'll do the same. And then let's get into some just kind of the content of, of, of why we're here. So, Natalie? Sounds good. So, Natalie Hurtado with the International District. I am the Director of Services. Uh, essentially, what my role is um, is to implement projects that are directed to us by um, our Board of Directors. Uh, we currently have nine board members. Um, and our focus is um, essentially to better the area um, so that way we can attract more businesses um, and make it an area in which people want to live, work, and play. Um, our boundaries are roughly Highway 6 to the Beltway, um, Bissonnette to Bel Air, um, and our focus areas tend to be gravitated towards public safety, uh, economic development, uh, environmental and urban design, and just community development as a whole. And, and, and for people that are not familiar with the school district, Natalie, when she called it the International District, that's actually that's actually a formal organization. Right. It's a government entity, right. and it was um, created by um, state legislature, uh, represented by or I guess the legislature itself was introduced by Hubert Vaux in 2007. So we just recently celebrated 10 years, um, and we are very lucky to be celebrating another 20 years um, through a process that we just went through um, through the petition process. So we're very excited about that. Right. And, and if there was ever an appropriate place in this greater Houston area to be called internationalist this area. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I believe there's 83 different languages spoken within just the school, di- within Aleph ISD. Right. So, I mean, it speaks to the international and the diversity that we have in this area. Very good. Mr. Moser. Well, I am Robert Moser. I'm a senior associate with Stantec. Stantec is a international firm. We have four offices here in Houston, so Houston's very important to Stantec. We are a multidiscipline firm, meaning we have architectural, engineering, planning, surveying. So in this area, we were very pleased to be selected for this particular project. We were selected by HGAC. 
And what our role is is to manage and to assist HGAC and the international district with assessing the district, working with the community, developing concepts that can be livable, sustainable. This project also uh, values not only walkable and livable, but we're also looking at a financial component. What are some of the catalyst projects that we can bring to the area to help the area continue to grow and develop? Perfect. So you mentioned the uh, HGAC, the Houston Galveston Area Council. Could you talk just a just a little bit about that organization and and what purpose or what role they're actually playing in this? Certainly. The Houston uh, Galveston Area Council is the metropolitan organization which federal funds, particular transportation funds, funnel through. This particular project is a transportation-funded project by both a surface transportation program and through the congestion mitigation air quality. And basically the HGAC is a conglomerate of the 13 Gulf counties uh, and from there, eight of those counties make up the metropolitan area. Our uh, contact or the project manager with HGAC is Anita Holman, and she has done a very good job with livable centers with HGAC, and you can go online and see other livable centers that have been completed for good. HGAC. Along those lines, uh, Natalie, I mean, I've been a part of the IMD for, I guess, or the International Management District or International District for, I don't know, six, seven years, I guess. Mm-hmm. And uh, the the idea of turning what is already a natural asset, which is the international flavor, if you will, the, from food and culture to language and all that. Uh, I mean, where do you see the, or how, do you, how, do you, how does the, the International District, from your perspective, this Livable Centers project that, that he spoke of, where what was the impetus behind this? I mean, where's what's the reason for it? So I think, honestly, the reason behind it is because, you know, we're such a a dense um, area. I think it's over 99,000 people live in our district. Um, And what we've noticed throughout the years is that it's not very pedestrian friendly. Um, And we're not really highlighting or we're not allowing people to utilize um, these restaurants that we have, these um, local businesses, mom and pop places that we have in an efficient manner, manner. So we're having people park at one place, do their shopping, and then essentially just leave. And so what we're wanting to do um, is we want to make it more walker-friendly, more pedestrian-friendly, so that someone can spend their day here parking their car and going and visiting the multiple restaurants that we have, the multiple stores that we have, and really embracing the international uh, flavor that we have in this area. And so, um, you know, it's a hidden jewel. I mean, we always call it a hidden jewel in, in Houston. And so we're wanting to make sure that people recognize, you know, what we have here. And um, and I think that if we make it easier to to walk to, to make it accessible, the more people will, will come to our area and, and just really embrace it. Well, you mentioned earlier, Robert, about examples of livable studies, not only the studies themselves, but the livable center's work that's been done for the for just for the purposes of people that are not familiar with the, this part of Houston, the west, southwest part of Houston. Are there other areas that have kind of redefined themselves like you're describing? That- oh, absolutely. I mean, you think of, for example, the greater east end. So people typically know it by the original NIMFAs and navigation. Mm-hmm. Um, and it used to be an area 
I, I hate to use the word blighted, but was yeah. not very, I guess, welcoming, you know, but yeah, it's was, transformed there was, itself. It was, there, was, there was no reason to go there. Exactly. Except for the original Nymphas, of course. Exactly. But Everybody went to there. Exactly. <laughs> um, but now you go there and it's completely transformed. I mean, they have a farmer's market. Um, they have art murals left and right. Um, it's just been a community that's really embraced uh, their culture. And now it's it's really a place where a lot of millennials, a lot of, of the younger and, and older crowd go to on the weekends to, to, you know, go and buy some fresh fruit from the farmer's market and, you know, go and have some drinks at the restaurants there. And um, and that's all because of the Livable Center study. It's it's forward thinking, honestly. And I think it's that that outside perspective, um, because once you're in it for so long, you kind of just get yourself into a bubble. And so allowing outside eyes to kind of look and see what they see and what they would recommend is something that I think is fresh. It's a fresh look um, and something that's needed in areas, um, you know, that have been overlooked. So, Robert, let's talk about the fresh eyes because Stantec has kind of been charged with Absolutely. With, with that. Yeah, Stantec has a great team uh, here locally. We're, we're using CKMP as part of our public uh, in, uh, outreach. We're also using CDS, which is Community Development Strategies firm here in Houston as well. Uh, they both have experience with uh, livable centers here in Houston. And from a Stantec viewpoint, we have the flavor of an international. We, we work all over the world. We have planners that help plan communities all over the world. So we're able to bring in some of those ideas or we'll be bringing in some of those ideas to vet them against what ID, uh, international development, our district has. Right. And so uh, we have world-class uh, urban planners. Shahruz, who is the project manager for this particular project for Stantec, she is originally out of India. Mm-hmm. And so she is has a lot of the uh, international concepts out there that uh, can certainly be brought. This, this uh, international development uh, center, we have uh, world-class transportation uh, designers. Uh, we know that it's a challenge on this particular project. Uh, we have a high average daily travel on majority of the streets. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have wide intersections that make it uh, a little less desirable to walk across. So there's some concerns there. We have a number of driveway cuts. Uh, the community, when it was developed, uh, developed with uh, fences that were uh, basically cut off uh, connectivity to get connectivity within the community. And so we there are a number of issues there that we have experienced with in other areas to bring. So is it, go ahead. Now. Uh, I was going to say, I want to um, also highlight the fact that what is critical, you know, I say we have outside eyes, but I think what's the most important is that we're doing extensive community outreach. And, you know, you have folks that have lived here, I mean, for for decades. And their heart is in this community. And so we're making sure to also include their input as well. And I think that's the most critical part in all this is, you know, seeing what they had in the past and what they envision in the future, along with those outside perspectives. So well, right. it's, the, it's, the, it's the I would assume it's the delicate balance of an evolving society and an evolving community, both culturally and just aging. I mean, you got right. that balance and trying to keep and respect the history of of those individuals you're talking about. Right. With. The idea is that, okay, we can't stand in 2019 forever. We've got to be thinking, well, what's, what are, what's going to motivate someone to come in 2020, 2030, 2040? Exactly. Is that kind of what? That's exactly what that is. You know, um, 
you know, Houston is transforming. And so we just need to make sure we're, we're transforming along, um, you know, with the, the inner loop area and, and mm-hmm. everything else that's out there. And so um, I just, you know, I, our location is so critical. We're along the Beltway um, and we're, you know, close to 59. And it's just, you know, let's capitalize on our location um, and what we have to offer already and just build upon that. Robert, in y'all's, in Stantex, from your perspective, what's What's the next step? I mean, where, where are we right now in this process? Certainly. This is a, basically a 12-step process. We are uh, just finished the, basically the third step in that process. We are now entering into the fourth step of the process, which is, will be a community forum meeting coming up on February 28th. It will be located at Elskin Ninth Grade Center in the cafeteria from 630 to 830 in the evening. Basically there we're looking for input from the community. We've already met with the stakeholders uh, for the project and uh, and presented some concepts and we'd like to roll some of those concepts out to the community at that meeting and gather mm-hmm. input. We've already started the community input by having a booth at this past lunar Texas Lunar Fair. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have the uh, February 9th Lunar Fair, the Tex Asia, coming up, and we welcome anybody to come by, look at our displays. We have uh, graphics, both video and still, to be able to review some of the concepts that we're already starting to discuss. But it is the community's project, and this and community input is extremely important. Yeah, you always in school business. We always ask community members, you know, what are your highest aspirations for your kids? So just, you know, kind of think, not just your own child, but for this community, what are your highest aspirations? Mm-hmm. So, you know, I liken it, what you're talking about now is the same questions being posed to these community members. Community members what is your highest aspirations for for your community? Right. You know, what is it you want it to, to, to look like and what do you want to leave your children with? The, the forum that you just, or the, I don't know what it's called, town hall for lack of a better the word. Community the forum, community yeah. forum on the 28th. Mm-hmm. Of this month, is it L6 Ninth Grade Center? It is. Is that right? It is. And, you know, I just want to add on to um, what Robert just said. So we're trying to tap into different um, demographics in our community. So, you know, one of the biggest, I guess, uh, gatherings is the Lunar Festivals. And so we're making sure that we have booths at, um, like he just mentioned this past Saturday, the uh, Chinese Lunar New Year Festival. We'll also have one um, at the Viet Wall that's going to be off of the Beltway and and Beach Nut. Um, And then... You know, to a different crowd, different segment of our of our um, population in this district is making sure that we're contacting and having those discussions with parents, with teachers, with students, um, and with you know, like I mentioned before, those residents that have lived here for for so many years. So we want to make sure that we're not just focusing on one segment, but all segments of the of the demographics here. You're, you know, there's there's it seems to me that 30, 40, 50 years ago, we were most communities were moving from. I'm going to call these shopping centers mm-hmm. to malls, right? Where you right. go in one building and you're under one roof. or mm-hmm. And it almost seems like we have begun shifting over the last 10, 15 years from that to more of the town square. Right. Still have shopping opportunities. Is that, you know, and I'm, I'm thinking like city center as an example or right. Cinco Ranch. And feels the, more like a community, honestly. Right, like, like a town, like right, a town exactly. square. Right, and exactly. Exactly. So do you see that, Natalie, in, in this district, in the international district, do you see that as something that the community is desiring? I mean, do you? I think so. I mean, you know, one thing that we have too much of 
in our district um, are parking lots, you know, yeah. so it's a lot of pavement. Right. Um, and so, you know, one of the things I've heard throughout the years is uh, repurposing those, for example, and making um, taking away some of that that pavement and making them green spaces. And so I think it goes along with the concept of this town center where you have a place, like I said before, where you're parking, going in, getting doing your stuff and just leaving. We want to make this um, an area in which you come and you can enjoy your entire day. And so, you know, having that town center concept is much more welcoming. You know, you could do your shopping, go eat in the green space, you know, and enjoy your lunch and read a book and or, you know, go go to work and grab some lunch at, you know, a place that's within the area that's in walking distance of your area. And so I, I definitely think that's a trend that that, you know, people are leaning towards and that would like to see in some some aspect over here. So, Robert, how does how does Stantec, as you as you guys conduct these these conversations with the community? Natalie mentioned earlier this just in the school district alone, there's probably anywhere from 80 to 90 different languages spoken depending on the day of the week. I mean, Certainly. It's mind boggling, mm-hmm. to say the least. So what are the strategies that you guys use to bring those different cultures and different it's international and there's a reason it's called that, right? And Certainly. So you're going to have some that are going to agree with this and some that may not agree, depending on the, the culture, the nationality. How do you guys try to navigate that as a company? Because I, I see that as a, a challenge. It is. Well, as a company, we are a multinational company. Right. So on this project, we have a multinational workforce so, you know, dedicated to this project. So we have the different languages, not only the different languages, we also have the different culture, right. cultural aspects that these individuals are bringing to this project and giving input onto the concepts that we'll be developing and have already started, started in that development. So you, you're trying to put people in front of this group that actually can relate to the, on a personal level. That right. is that is correct. And uh, at this particular uh, festival this past weekend, we had a young lady who lives here in Houston that spoke Vietnamese, mm-hmm. and another young lady that spoke Chinese, and they were utilized about <laughs> 99% of their time. Absolutely. So, yes. So now you were going to say, you were going to chime in, the, the challenge that that uh, is, is a superintendent that I see, I mean, we have it in our district sometimes. You have cultures that just don't, some have different value structures, right. and some don't value other cultures like we would want them to. Right. Um, and, and and let's just be honest, in this, in this area, you have a very strong, fortified Vietnamese community in certain parts of it. Mm-hmm. You have a very strong, fortified Chinese community in certain parts of it, mm-hmm. Northern African community. So how, how is the inter- international district in this process going to, how are we going to try to help blend that so that this doesn't become just one? We call it international, but it really only refers to one or two different cultures. That makes right, sense? and that has been the challenge. Um, and it's honestly, a it's it's a <laughs> yeah, continuous challenge. <laughs> yeah. And so I think as the district is concerned, it's it's our role to make sure that we're tapping into the different demographics and constantly reminding our team that it's not just the Vietnamese population. It's not just the Chinese. We need to go beyond that. Um, And so, um, you know, I've taken it as a personal task and making sure that we're not just focusing even just on one corridor, for example. You know, when we initially introduced or um, applied for this uh, Livable Center study, our initial scope was just Bel Air. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that would have been honestly just ridiculous of us just to put our spoke our, our scope on Bel Air because we continually hear that our focus has just been on the Bel Air corridor. Right. And so our team went back and um, we revised our application and we requested that the entire district as a whole 
be uh, considered for the study. And thankfully, they they were okay with that. And they as an HGAC were okay with that. Um, And so, you know, just I think at the very beginning, we made that that realization that this just cannot be about one demographic or one street. This has to go beyond that, because if we're truly embracing this concept of international district, we need to recognize the the diversity in it and and let each uh, segment have a voice. And so that's what we're we've done from the beginning, and we intend on doing throughout the entire process. And and not to to not even to mention that many of the taxpayers in the international district represent all those demographics. Oh, absolutely. I mean, you know, a lot of times people think that that our district is predominantly Vietnamese and. Frankly, it's actually uh, predominantly Latino, right. and so I, I believe it's maybe close to forty-two percent of our of our um, population is Latino. And so, those are the things that we have to we can't ignore that. You know, exactly. we can't just um, assume that because we see a certain amount of businesses from one demographic, that's indicative of the entire district. You know, and so uh, looking at our actual stats and knowing and learning how to tap into those folks that are hesitant, I guess, in making their voice heard and learning ways, you know, to let them feel welcome to voice their opinion, uh, that's on us to make sure that we do that. Good, Robert. I was just going to say, uh, we, we're using shows like this one to try to get the word out right. to those other demographics out there. We're welcome. Uh, we are open if anybody has a festival or has a community event and would like to know more about the Livable Center. We are more than willing to go and, and, and provide information. We're also providing information in multiple languages. Good. Right. And we actually have a website that's gone live um, that is uh, focused solely on the Livable Center study. So if people want to track it along the way, learn about events, um, we have that available. And as, as Robert just said, we have that in uh, different languages as well. So I don't know when I plug in that, that URL, <laughs> we'll, but... Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll do that at the end so sounds people good. Can, can hear that. But we're definitely going to let, let us... I, I, wanna, I want people to be aware of it, obviously. We Absolutely. For those who listen to this, who live in the Houston area or are familiar with the Houston area, particularly the west side of town, they'll tell you that if you take Bel Air off Sam Houston Toll Road and go west, you wouldn't know whether you were in Houston or in Vietnam. Right. You know, street signs, storefronts, retail, Mm -hmm. everything is in that language. But if you just go on the other side of the Sam Houston Toll Road to the east. It's Chinatown. It's Chinatown. Exactly. And and I think that uh, the reason I keep harping on that is is because I, I want people that are paying t- attention to this of all cultures and all nationalities to realize that this is the attempt to make this a livable center, if you will, and a destination for those who want to come in and eat and play, and for those who want to live and work in this area. It's gonna it's gonna have to um, it's gonna have to speak to all, mm-hmm. and and just not just not one or two exactly. Um, but I do I do find it intriguing. Uh, most people, when you think of Chinatown, the first city you think of is San Francisco. Mm-hmm. If you've ever been to Chinatown in San Francisco, it's it's almost turned into a uh, it, it's it's almost a tourist place where yeah. they're living there and they're living their life. But people go there just to kind of experience it. And mm-hmm. so uh, I would welcome that opportunity in this area. I would love to see something like that occur where people are coming to to appreciate and experience the culture, but at the same time have all the, all the other cultures that are that actually make up this space. It's just not an amusement park. Right. right. It's, it's not, so how, how, with all that being said, Stan, from a Stantec perspective, you know, do you, do you, do you, as a practical matter, do you guys, once you kind of gather all the information that you're looking for, you've heard from as many people as you think you can, can hear for, hear from, do you then begin looking at locations, plans, 
money to, to invest in the idea. I mean, that, that's what always intrigued me is where's, where's the next step after you get all this information? Correct. After, after we get through the planning aspects of, of this project is an impl- implementation plan. And that's really the, the crux of any good livable center is what is going to be implemented. There are a number of steps for that implementation. We're going to come up with uh, some projects that we can do right out of the gate. There are some sidewalk connectivities. There are some street uh, uh, reconfigurations on, on the local, a smaller local level. Mm-hmm. But some of the projects we're thinking about would go well with this particular facility that we're in now. We're looking at potential areas where incubators, where we could start little uh, restaurants or little retail centers uh, and uh, provide get uh, uh, put out grants for monies to help uh, those centers develop. And from that, uh, look at some bigger s- centers where they can be more fully-fledged entrepreneurship can mm-hmm. occur. We are looking at a number of different intersection areas where uh, multifamily uh, with retail and uh, high density can can occur, uh, both in the south side and in the north side of the district. Uh, we're looking at uh, reconfiguring some of the road networks inside of of the management district so that you could have a greater connectivity from a walkability, mm-hmm. from riding scooters, from bicycles. We've got a number of greenways, meaning drainage ditches as well as power line easements that potentially has ability to to utilize for recreational facilities for the community. So those are the types of projects we will be looking at and uh, trying you know and developing to for, from a financial standpoint. The, from the financial standpoint, this is a federally funded program. Mm-hmm. So there will be uh, opportunities there for federal grant money uh, as well as uh, match money to occur on some of that development. We're also looking for public-private partnerships. Yeah, I just want to add that the timing couldn't be any more perfect. Um, You know, we're kind of a side note is we have um, a hike and bike trail that the district has been working for um, for probably close maybe three or four years Mm -hmm. Um, and I'm so proud of our board um, and recently making the decision to start setting aside funding um, and bringing this hike and bike trail um, to fruition and it's something that would connect from Art Story Park um, all the way and connect our our parks along the way within the district Um, and so this just essentially complements the livable center study you know we're talking about an area making it walkable making it pedestrian friendly and I think this just will will add to it and then just we just have so much growth going. I know that we also have a multi-purpose center that's going to be um, happening at Bel Air and Kirkwood. And so, you know, we just have so many things going on and we just need to connect it all. And I think the Livable Center study is just a, an excellent uh, umbrella that yeah. we can, you know, put over it and just really um, connect them all together. We started this conversation off with kind of your role with the International District and, and the work that's been going on since the district was actually formed legislatively. Uh, recently, the process was uh, approved that they're going to be around, the district's going to be around for another 20 years? Is that, yes, is 20 that right? years, yes. All right, so 
I don't know that I'm going to be around in 20 years, but <laughs> from a, from your perspective in trying to help redefine this area with the positive traits it has, what, what do you expect? I'm just, you know, what are you, what are your expect, expectations in a decade? If you could look out into your crystal ball, what are you, what are you seeing? I mean, ideally what I envision is a place where people want to come on, you know, during the weekends, come and eat some amazing food and just see some amazing things with, within our, our different cultures that we have, Right. I guess with my my work hat on, you know, I want to see our mom and pop businesses just thriving and other businesses wanting to be located in our district, you know, and I just I'm so proud of the work that we've done these past 10 years um, and of our of our board members. And so, you know, it's it's amazing the type of, of ideas and projects that are brought to the table at our board meetings. I'm just curious to see and excited to see what 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 new things can, can develop in the next you know 10, 20 years. And I think that with those 20 years, we'll it, it's just I, I have no words to explain like what the possibilities are. And so I'm just super excited and hopefully we'll see if I'm around in, in 20 years. <laughs> but um, just looking back at all the work that's been done throughout you know this time. Right. As a designer of these things, as a, as a developer, when you're when you're finished, when y'all walk away from this and and you're talking to some other potential client or some other potential project, what does Stantec, I mean, what are the things that you would like to see as a result of y'all's efforts? Is it similar to what she said, or is there other, is, are there other markers that you guys look at and say, you know what, that was, that was good work, you know? Fundamental part of this is to have the catalyst. What are the elements that the district is going to support uh, in a project, whether it's uh, public infrastructure improvements, whether it's uh, a programmable uh, elements such as your sidewalks that are going to take years to, mm-hmm. and, and to develop some of your connectivity. But at, at the end of the day, the developer is going to want to know, if he invests his money here, is it going to be good for 25, 30 years and, uh, on that investment? And so we're looking at those projects where the developer can be assured as good as any economy can be, that it will be a successful project. That means it's got to have a community that can access it mm-hmm. readily and easily. That means it has to have a workforce that can support it. And that means it has to have uh, 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 the ability to attract the folks to come in and purchase from that element. Well, that's what, every, I mean, I think every community wants that. I mean, some are more willing to, to commit to it, both financially and time and patience because you know you you sit here and you talk about these things and um, you just don't add water and they show up you know overnight right and and I, and I think the direction I, I will I will I will definitely commend the uh, the international district on the the vision and the the desire to take something that's good and make it great right which is which is this area and very thankful to HGAC for their confidence and the you know where the funds are going to go and how they're going to be allocated uh, you had mentioned earlier some contact information, Natalie. If someone's listening to this, well, two things. One, how do they find out more? Mm-hmm. And then what words of encouragement would you use from your role in, in helping communities like, like the International District? If someone's listening to this saying, you know, I'd, I'd like for my community to participate in something like that. Or what are, what are ways in which just anyone could help begin building their community, help improving their community, whether it's something as formal as what we're talking about? Or could it be just one person starting a little bit of a conversation? So. Right. So um, I guess I'll start off with that point. I think okay. it's it's having those um, the small conversations with 
with strategic um, groups that are in the community. I think that, you know, a lot of times people feel overwhelmed or feel as though uh, their voice doesn't matter. And I think that, you know, the moment you start having those conversations with um, fellow neighbors, uh, fellow teachers, just people that live in the community, you just build upon that. You know, I I always think of my friend um, Barbara Quattro, who, you know, is known as like the tree lady. And I think, you know, looking back, she probably felt that her her impact was just, you know, kind of small and didn't matter. And now, you know, we have almost all of our esplanades with trees that she personally has, has planted herself. And I think that's that's the, the key point is that you as an individual can make it a, a difference. And um, and so, yeah, it doesn't have to be something as formal as applying for, you know, a, a study like this. But um, another thing that I think is so critical and that a lot of times I find people are intimidated by um, is building those relationships with their local um, elected officials, you know, um, their state reps, their you know city council members. Um, no one should ever feel intimidated. It's the whole purpose that they're there. And so letting people know or letting them know specifically like, hey, you know, I I see that this is happening in this community. How can we make that happen here? And um, because they come with contacts that, you know, an everyday person may not have. Right. Um, the moment that you start building that relationship, they become your contacts. And so I think it's important that people realize that um, their representatives are there for a reason. It's to serve them. And so, um, you know, never hesitating to make that call or just dropping by and making that visit, um, I think, is critical. Um, what, what about the utilization of your school system? Oh, I mean, well, you know, I mean, so I'm just going to brag about you real quick. Just having you on our board um, has made things so much easier, not just with the HGAC study, the Little Center study, but just... As a whole, um, when we're talking about planning for future projects in our district, I, you know, the first thing that comes to mind is our is our uh, community garden, and we started that one with the idea, the concept of bridging that divide that are that's within different cultures in our community, and um, because of the partnership that the district has with um, Aleph ISD, we've been able to grow upon that garden. It's now 63 beds. We have a tree farm there with over 500 trees. We've been able to build partnerships with the University of Houston, with Spark Parks. Um, We have our festivals there. Um, And that's because we recognize the strength in in Aleph ISD um, and what they bring to the area um, and how respected they are uh, with the parents, with the teachers, with the students. Um, And so making sure that we're in lockstep with them. You know, the, the vision that they have, we want to have that too. And um, and so I think it's very important for, you know, communities that want to improve their area to make sure that they're in contact with their school districts mm-hmm. because, you know, we all want to improve the future. And, and I think that the best start is, you know, with our students. Well, there's no question. And, you know, I, I joke about this, but it's also dead serious. You know, as a, as a school system, we deal with people's two most prized possessions. Right. Their kids and their money. Exactly. In some cases, it's not in that order. But <laughs> <laughs> right. But but in all seriousness, that's, you, you know, I think you can start uh, and stop with the relationship a community has with their school system, whether mm-hmm. you're in a large urban environment like we are or in a small rural environment somewhere, either a suburb or a small rural environment. So um, bef- before I let you let you let you go, let people know how to. To, to find out more about this? Okay. So we have our, um, so we have two different websites I want to tell you about. Right. We have one that focuses on the International District, um, and that one is IM, um, M for Mary, imdhouston.org. Um, and that you'll see our, our um, day-to-day activity within the district itself. Um, if you're more interested in uh, just the Livable Center study, that is at imdlivablecenters.com. 
And that you can track just the um, the study from the beginning to the end. It, it'll show events that are um, that are happening in the area. Also, um, any PowerPoints, any presentations, that's all available on that website. Very good. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Robert, any last comments from Stantec's perspective and someone who's helping try to actually drive the work here? What? Yeah, my, our perspective is this is your community. It's, you, it's up to you to participate in how you want to shape the future of your community. That is very well put. And if people would make, <laughs> if more communities would take responsibility for their own, for their own community. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was telling you earlier, uh, last week, we, uh, Neil Bush was, mm-hmm. was on the podcast and we were talking about his dad when he was president. You know, he kind of had the, uh, the points of light, the thousand points of right. light for those of you who are can remember that. I <laughs> remember you, it. Or you may have read it in a history book. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but uh, nevertheless, it, it reminded me that that a uh, long time ago, people have talked about what makes this country, you know, and it's not the government. And it's 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 small communities who all take care of themselves. And when you add all those small communities taking care of themselves, it creates a really powerful, great nation, if you will. Exactly. And this is an example of the International District and, and the Ailey Independent School District in this area mm-hmm. of trying to take care of our own. Right. 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 Trying to pull our own weight and, and create opportunities for people to live here. And if someone wants to join us, better for it. But, Absolutely. So I want to thank both of you, Natalie, for, for your work in this district and for what you've done for not only for this process, but just your you, you have a, a, a it's an observation, but I think it's fair. Uh, you have a genuine desire to see this community prosper. Absolutely. Thank you so much for the opportunity to come and speak with you about this. You bet. And Robert, thank you for your for your work and for your company and your firm's work. I've done work with Stantec on the education side of the shop quite yeah. often. Matter of fact, Stantec did some work for us on some of our new facilities over the last couple of years. So, Which both, are something to brag about. I mean, these, I mean, this, this one in itself is amazing. So Where we're recording this right now is in the digital media production center, I think is the right word for it. But it's in a larger building that we that the taxpayers funded for Ailey FISD students, and it's called the Center for Advanced Careers. So we've got kids that are learning all kinds of skills here. and It's, it's amazing. It, it truly is. It, the community should be proud of it. Yes. More importantly, because it's it's benefiting kids. and Exactly. And they're the very ones we want to come back and live in this livable area. That That's correct. Doing. Yep. So this has been Impact Ed. I'm H.D. Chambers. And uh, with Ailey FISD, and I look forward to joining you on our next episode. Thank you, and have a great day.